can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. You can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
that's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Traction MX Big MX Radio Podcast Show presented by Justified Cultures. You can go to justifiedcultures.com right now and receive 30% off your order by entering discount code BIGMX17. That's 30% off your entire order at justifiedcultures.com by entering discount code BIGMX17. As always, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this is the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. With us on the line today, we have none other than Frank Mann. Frank, how's it going? Well, I'm doing great, Brad. Great hearing from you again. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to catch up with a man who's passionate enough about this about this sport to uh, go full two-stroke <laughs> all the time. And uh, honestly, and uh, I, I say this rather jealously, uh, you spend a whole lot more time on two wheels than I do, my friend. You're, you're, uh, you're an advocate. <laughs> I'm definitely an advocate, actually, I guess. But I got to tell you, sometimes I think I'm bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yes. The, uh, I'm, I'm loving my two strokes, and uh, but Daytona this past weekend was uh, it was tough. It got muddy, it got wet, and uh, you know they had a little more. Uh, they had it slowed down a little bit than they did last year, I think, uh, in areas. But uh, with the rain coming in, it was a, it was a perfect Daytona mudder. And we've all seen those, so yeah. Oh, for but it sure. was nice to have. Uh, it was nice to be able to not have all that engine braking in the mud. Uh, it would have been nice to have a little more torque, but we persevered. It was fun. Absolutely. Were they, were they calling for rain the entire time, or was that something that kind of got sprung on you guys a little bit? Uh, and obviously, uh, you were able to take in uh, the the Daytona Supercross by Honda. So it uh, it was basically a full week thing for you. Oh yeah, we. Um, I guess earlier in the week, um, we left out, uh, we left out, I think Wednesday, no, maybe Thursday morning, but earlier in the week, the weather down there was calling for, uh, nice, sunny, hot, but then, uh, on Sunday, they were calling for rain, it, and it was like 80, 90% chance of rain on, on, um, on Sunday and Monday, which of course is the day after the Pro Supercross, but yeah, we left out, um, I think about, it, we left out Thursday morning, and had a great time. Uh, had a friend come down from Michigan. He flew down to uh, to be my wrench and just uh, have a right hand man, uh, Nick Wickerham. He's a uh, he's on the injured reserve, but fast B rider out of uh, Michigan, and uh, and one of Timmy Bedore's good buddies growing up. So I've got the pleasure of having that little moto grom roaming around the house when he comes south, but. Uh, yeah, so he came down and went with me. Um, we uh, left Thursday, got down there, and the weather was just amazing. Um, we so up until it wasn't, <laughs> and then it started raining Sunday. 
Fair enough. Well, uh, you got some pretty cool photos from the weekend, and uh, I imagine that you were able to leave with some hardware uh, because I, I imagine they trophy back uh, to where you, to where you were at. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the track conditions and uh, executing uh, the, the track because you ended up uh, on the box. Yeah, well, I did in my heat races. Um, yeah. So the track was pretty good, but you know we got. Um, uh, Sunday morning, um, you know, 7.30, they had practice. Uh, I think I was practiced like 15 and then practiced like 29 or something. Uh, and the track was pretty good. You know, you know how the Daytona sand, and, you know, it's made out of ch- sand. And I think I hear it's made from uh, chicken compost as well. Yeah. Um, so it's not all sand, but, um, it was good, and we hadn't had any rain. Uh, they completely changed the track from the from the night before. Uh, the Supercross guys started from uh, from the east end of the track, as we all saw on TV, and uh, which, by the way, was great racing. I uh, really enjoyed watching that. But uh, yeah, we woke up the next morning. They had us started in the middle, uh, where we did last year. So you're coming across the middle of the infield there, making a left. And, Kind of really rebuilt the whole track. Um, they took out the sand section. They left the moguls in. Uh, they left in a, uh, maybe the triple and, um, but they didn't make it a triple anymore. I mean, they sold it in to a double. And then, uh, on the back or the left side, the, the Supercross guys rode, they had that big triple coming out of the left hander. They kind of made that like a wall jump, uh, okay. kind of a wall into a double for us. But, um, uh, but yeah, so it was good. Um, heat races were good. Uh, as it turned out for me, um, my first heat was after the, um, 50 plus class and, uh, the rain came and they said it was coming. And when it came, it poured down rain. I mean, it was a flood. And, uh, those poor guys on the 50 plus were sitting out there on the line for a while. But when they finally got it going, we all seen those Daytona mud races. It was, uh, dog paddling and, slipping and sliding but uh by the time my moto came up um it was it was just kind of rideable um but i got a good start uh somewhere around the front um i thought i thought i had the whole shot but depends on how you look at it we're three or four wide but uh yeah it was good i got out there and just kind of got in the one line that was you know starting to get packed in just one big rut and made my way around and uh Fell back a little bit, got eight, but that got me into the uh, qualifying in the 40 and then uh, in the main. And then the 45 was up later that afternoon. And the track had just kind of deteriorated to the point where I had made a decision that, you know what, I am going to uh, roll the dice. And if the track dries out in the morning after they fix it, I was going to roll the dice. So I went and claimed my gate in 45, didn't moto. as a lot of guys did not. And then uh, I went and did the LCQ first thing Sunday morning, or excuse me, Monday morning, and uh, got a good start and took second in the um, heat, so LCQ. So I got into that main. But uh, all that was pretty fun. And then the first main of the uh, – in my first main, we had a – wasn't my best start, but I was kind of in the middle. And then the right side of the – crowd collapsed in front of me and, and I ran over a guy and first turn and I flipped over the bars and then my throttle housing spun and wedged open and wedged in between my front uh, brake lever so 
uh, once I got the bike off of him from what I thought was going to kill him, uh, I lifted the bike, threw it off of him, and I got it back up, got the throttle and lodged. My brake was still jacked up. So I just rolled around the edge and uh, uh, instead of quitting and uh, just stayed out of the way and rolled around and got scored. Uh, but uh, it was a good time anyway. And then uh, and so we just stayed there and watched a lot of racing and, and had a great time. Uh, the weather was coming in again on Monday. And then by the end of the race, uh, or right about the last couple of motos on Monday, uh, the bottom fell out. And when you looked at the radar, man, it rained on us all the way back to Atlanta. Wow. So that was it. But we had a great time and uh, plan on going back again next year. Carmichael and those guys do a great job. Yeah, I might have to circle that on the calendar for a, a race to do. Uh, maybe somebody will let me ride their uh, Husqvarna in, in, a, in a couple of different classes. But uh, um, t- tell me a little bit about uh, piecing the bike together, moving towards a, an event like that. Like this is a, pre- a pretty uh, heavy hitting uh, am- amateur race. It's maybe not up there with um, like Minios or or Loretta's or or Mammoth, but the, the, a lot of these a lot of uh, top amateur kids and uh, and ta- amateurs in general attend it. And um, but like, what's it like seeing all those athletes kind of uh, coming to one spot? As well as uh, you've pieced together one heck of a potent 250. It might be a, a knife at a gunfight, but it's a pretty sharp knife all the, all the same. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's a very capable bike. I mean it. This particular track was just short and, and kind of super crossy, which made it a little more difficult. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a capable bike. It's a 17 TC Husky 250. And, uh, you know, Donnie and the guys uh, over at FMF has, uh, they've done their homework and they've got a night, the pipe, uh, especially that, um, the t- the 2.1 titanium, uh, it looks a little longer. It almost looks like a four stroke pipe, but, uh, really, really brings the top end alive and uh, the motor itself I actually put a top end in it myself uh, on Monday uh, and uh, so she was nice and fresh and uh, sounded great um, but you know not much to do as, as most people while they ride two strokes there's not a lot to do to them um, and these nowadays are they're hard they're powerful enough to uh, they can hold their own uh, with the right guy uh, I'm not sure I'm the right guy but uh um, I'm a guy and I am riding it, so, <laughs> so I really enjoy it. But, um, no, it was a good time. We had, uh, we had been busy getting ready for the, uh, race. Uh, I had, uh, we had some company, as I guess you knew, yes. um, from, came in from the Atlanta Supercross. And so getting ready and, and, and trying to, uh, have three guys getting ready out of the same house and, uh, what was was interesting in its own right. Normally, I'm used to having my own space, but uh, we were really excited to have the company, and uh, it was fun getting ready. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who donned Justified Culture's clothing. 
Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Um, how, did, how did some all-in suspension find its way onto your, your Husqvarna? Uh, most people uh, absolutely fall in love with the, uh, the, the, the WP stuff, especially that, air, that new air fork, but uh, you've got some, uh, some pretty cool uh, trick-looking uh, fork, forks on that bike of yours. I imagine the, the rear end's the same. Yeah, so... I've always, I've always been, well, I say always, for the last three or four years, I've always used Milan Harris to do my suspension tuning, and, uh, he's always done a great job, and, and I've always believed there's, uh, you know, there's suspension guys, and then there's guys that work on suspension, and the difference being, you know, the suspension guys are the ones with the data and the know-how, and the other guys, you know, they know how to take it apart and put it together, but they don't necessarily have the data and the science. So, Milan's had that, and I've always been very happy with his, uh, work, and, uh, but I always wanted to try and, and uh, try some A-Kit or some Owens. And um, lo and behold, we went down, and, and what's interesting, on the two-stroke KTM and the two-stroke Husky, uh, the air fork is a really good fork. And, of course, the white power shock is good as well. And they're good out of the box. And I was happy with it. But um, we wanted to go in there and do a little bit of valving, revalving on it. And, and Milan got into Timmy's as well. He has the same bike as I do. And, what was interesting is on the two strokes, there's not like there's not a mid check valve like there is on the four strokes. So they were able to build and manipulate or manufacture a, a spacer. I think I'm not a suspension guy. I'm just a guy that rides suspension. But uh, 
So bear with me if I don't know my ones and zeros. But they made a uh, a spacer, and they were able to put a shim stack in there that mimics what comes in the four stroke. So we had just done that, and uh, in fact, it was about three weeks ago on a Tuesday, and I went over there, spent the day, and the one built out um, and revalved my um, white power of the airport, and went out and monster and, and tested it and man, I really loved it. Nothing changed really from the air fork itself except for it just helped with that blow through with the mid check valve in there. And uh so I was super happy. Well I came back to Atlanta uh that Tuesday night and the next Wednesday went over to my buddy's uh uh private track over here and we were riding and he said, Listen, um you still want to do that Owens and I'm like well, sure. Well, I was I was introduced to Tim Wilkie and the guys over at Owens in North Carolina, and um, they set me up a uh, they set me up a new set of uh, Owens. Uh, I think it's the RFX Forks and their new TTX, or I think they call it the Flow Shock. And they said, "Man, you're gonna love it right out of the box." Uh, they got it to me by Friday. Uh, I slapped that uh, stuff on there, and in the settings that it came out of the box, I was just blown away. And And really? uh, couldn't believe That's how good impressive. it was. Yeah, yeah, it looks good too. <laughs> that, that always helps. Yep, we don't, we don't, we're not afraid of a little bling. No, you are not afraid of bling. We know that to be true. Um, but uh, the the bike bus like like you say you call it a, a, a knife at a gunfight. But uh, like you said, super capable. And uh, I have a similar machine. Although I do wish that I would have waited another three weeks to pick up a 2017 uh, KTM 252 stroke. I have the 16, but uh, extremely capable bike. And Great those bike. who are still two stroke fans, um, it's not quite the light switch power that you'd find at the uh, uh, behind the controls of uh, the mid 2000s. Uh, 252 strokes um the the kt the husky and the ktm very manageable very user friendly but still have that snappy light two-stroke feel it's uh kind of best of both worlds and fun to find out that uh in the coming years might have uh fuel injection as well so uh you have another opportunity to buy another new bike in the next couple of years yeah i just saw i just saw that ktm is uh read today where they're hoping i think they said to be in the dealers in may Maybe in Europe. I'm not sure if that was Europe or U.S., but for the EXC or their XC models. So that's exciting. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I like. I can see that going to the two-stroke racing side for sure. Maybe not uh, full competition right away, but I, I like. There will be call for that, and or some sort of a conversion kit, um, because I, I imagine that the frames aren't that whole much different. Um, so uh, that's that. That's definitely something that's going to come down the pipe. So um, racing on a track like this, you'd mentioned that it's really tight. It's like kind of tamed down from Supercross. Obviously, it needs to be. Um, but uh, from from a competition standpoint. Like you're you're out there to have fun. You're out there to uh, to ride your motorcycle. But ha- what part? What portion of the, all this becomes competition for you? Because once that helmet's on, I have a feeling that Frank Madden only knows one way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's funny. I, I try. I, I try to, uh, and I get accused of being kind of, I don't know, like that fair attitude, sort of, you know, pretty easy going when it comes to. Um, you know, whether, whether I want to win or not, uh, but it's just really not true. I mean, I, 
I know where my limitations are. Uh, well, I should say, I should say, I, I know who my competition is, and, and I have an idea kind of how I stack up. Um, I think I hold my own pretty good for being on the two-stroke. I mean, I also know, um, you know, what I have a good reason. Or I, I have a good understanding of of what to expect and and, and how the race is going to go. So, you know, for me, it's it's a challenge. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like if somebody says you can't you can't climb that hill, you know, you, know, you just you you feel the drive to go climb it. And uh, for me, it's um, it's one of those things where, you know, if I'm going to finish fifth, let's say, I'd rather finish fifth on a two-stroke than fifth on a four-stroke. And yeah, it absolutely. may sound stupid, but to me, it's more fun. I mean, I, I get a kick out of it. Uh, I, I love all dirt bikes. I've owned four-strokes. Uh, I still have them now, but uh, I just choose to race the two-stroke uh, just because it's unique. Uh, nobody's paying me to ride or race dirt bikes. Um, you know, I'm a 48 year old, uh, enthusiast and, and I love racing and I love being competitive. And, and, uh, I, you know, I still, I still exercise and train and, and row my mile, row my meters out of my concept too and, and mountain bike during the week and, uh, try to continue to improve my health. If nothing else, just so I can be more healthy as I race. But, um, no, I'm competitive. I, I I get you know pretty laid back. Um, uh, you know, accused of being pretty laid back. But yeah, when they when the the helmet's on and the gates drops, I, you know, I, I want to win too. But uh, I also take it with a grain of salt because I understand that um, you know if I have a good race and I'm running good, um, and some guys are running just the same, or guys with equal talent are running just as good, and they're on their four fifties. I'm going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage. Not much, but enough. Um, oh, for sure. sure. That might be the deciding factor, but I'm cool with it. My, yeah. my, here's my, my take on riding two strokes. First of all, as far as financially, as a, uh, a young entrepreneur trying to save up to buy a house in my mid twenties, mid to late twenties, I guess it was <laughs> late twenties. Um, uh, it, it only, it's only financially, it's, it's the most financially viable way for me to continue racing, uh, dirt bikes. Uh, yep. and, and, um, furthermore, if, if I get into a competition scenario, which I only race maybe 10 times a year, if, if I pass you and you're on a four stroke and I'm on a two stroke, how much better does that feel for me? And if you're on a four stroke and I'm on a two stroke and you pass me, how much less bad does that feel for me? So, like, I win on both sides. Like, if you pass me, I'm like, dude, I'm on a two-stroke. And if I pass you, it's like, dude, I'm on a two-stroke. So there is yeah, no I mean, losing I, I with two-strokes. It smells better. It sounds better. And uh, I, I, I'll i look at a two-stroke pipe all day over a four-stroke pipe. So, uh, it, it, like I said, there is no losing with two-strokes. No, you're exactly right. I, I, I tell all my buddies, I said, listen, I'm, I'm riding around on an excuse, boys. You can't win. You beat me. You're supposed to. And yeah. If I beat you, I'm going to have all the fun in the world with it. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. there's all kinds of fun to it. But uh, it's a no yeah, win situation for you. I'm for certainly guys. not uh, certainly not backing off of that. And and one of the nice things too is having a long relationship like I do with the guys at FMF. I mean, yes, they know how to find the power in those two strokes. And so I've been a uh, big big fan of those guys. Well, those guys help you out big time. That's awesome, and you've got a ton of great sponsors, man. Of all of all the uh, 
the riders I know of, both professional and amateur, I, I've often said I think you represent and um and, and plug your sponsors better than possibly like uh, uh, like up in in the top five percent of the sport. Uh, you're well spoken. You know, like you don't just list off your sponsors. You tell them what those sponsors do for you and the relationship that you that you've built to to gain that. Uh, it, would, it would be the um the the privilege or the or the uh, the, the material itself. And uh, whether it be Mika Metals or the Olin situation or FMF or uh, even with uh, your 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 connection to Meta. Uh, Troy Lee Designs, or that brand new Traction MX seat cover, which looked way too sexy on the 117 machine. Got to talk about that thing, because the leopard print was unreal. So, yeah, let's do talk about that. To, to begin with, it is, uh, Mr. Brad, it is technically Snow Leopard. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Uh, so let's make sure that we know that it's Snow Leopard uh, print. Which Being is Canadian, just, uh, I should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> You probably got them in your backyard. Um, but, yeah, the uh, – so what the funny thing about that is when we were doing that uh, Jared Steinke video uh, series, I went out to um, – uh, and when we had Verb last year, I, I flew out to Colorado for the national at Thunder Valley, and I was hanging out. Um, Tom Jeanette was doing the video, and, and I was hanging out with uh, with uh, Stank and, uh, and Eric and – and we're sitting there looking at his bike, and everybody saw he had just that super stick 125 that he was, uh, you know, trying to earn points on. And uh, anyway, I was looking at his seat, and I, I remember I was like, I was like, Jared, this is the sickest seat I've ever seen. And I took my phone, and I, because I'm old and I forget stuff, I took a picture of the seat where it said Traction MX, and I'm like, I gotta go check those things out. Well, of course. You know, I took so many pictures, I had to start deleting stuff because uh, the memory wasn't big enough in my phone, and I guess I deleted it. Well, I kind of forgot about it, and then I saw that um, you were doing some advertising with them or what the relationship was. Yes, sir. And uh, you reminded me that it was Traction MX that made that ridiculously sick seat cover. So I got to tell you, I went on, um, uh, you sent me the link and, and went on their website and uh it literally didn't take more than a minute with their uh, website to design it like I wanted. And uh, you guys had you, it over here. They had it over here a couple weeks. Too. Yeah, I did. Actually, after I ordered mine, I started playing around with different designs for other seats. And uh, to my wife, I was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm making seats. And she's like, <laughs> you're an idiot. So anyway, the she first time you hear that, no, not the last. I came in and I tell you what. The fit on that thing was perfect, and uh, I actually just put it in on on over the uh, the the, uh, the seat that uh, the seat cover that was on it, and mounted yeah. um, it right up. But dude, so many people were asking me about that seat cover down in Daytona. It was like no one else had one um, that I saw, and uh, but I I'm sure that's going to change after Daytona. There were so many people taking pictures of it, checking it out. I thought that there was pretty go. cool. 
Absolutely. And and amazing that those guys were able to hook that up. I believe uh, it officially started getting made on the Friday and was uh, on your bike in a video Tuesday morning. So uh, quick turnaround time with uh, with Traction MX, and they were able to help you out with uh, with with a little bit of a uh, a hookup on that. Not necessarily a full and giving it to you, but they, you were able to get a couple of bucks off, which is awesome. On top of that, um, everybody over at Traction MX is a huge, huge sponsor or a huge supporter of Big MX Radio, and as well as Frank Mann, because uh, like a friend of mine is a friend of yours, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I can't thank him enough uh, for the deal, and I can't thank you enough for uh, brokering that deal for us. Uh, You're a big help in that, and I appreciate it. Uh, Nothing like having something that no one else has yet, Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I know Stank had it, but no one around me had it yet, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we're going to get enough up. Hopefully we'll get enough publicity for it that uh, I'm sure they're selling some snow leopard seats. Yes, sir. Yeah. And all kinds of seats, honestly. You go on there, you just go get lost on, uh, on creating what, what, uh, what nobody else has. We all, like, uh, the, the number one thing in business we talk about is, is setting yourself away from the herd. Make yourself look different than everybody else. When you have a seat yeah. that is designed 100% by yourself, uh, like, there's, there's, there's a million combinations out there, uh, or damn near anyway. So, uh, there's a good chance that your seat is completely different than anyone else's on the line. And that's cool because you don't want to line up for the gate next to a guy that's got the exact same graphic kit, same same gear the whole bit. You want to set yourself apart, and you did exactly that. But uh, what, what's what's rolling down the, uh, the the schedule for Frank Mann? Obviously, more 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 meters on the uh, on the rower. I like that you said meters because most of the concept all the concept two rowers are in metric. The 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 number <laughs> yeah, system of the gods, too. they say. And uh, and then obviously you're gonna spend some more laps on the 117 machine, regardless of if it's a vintage bike, uh, four stroke or two stroke. Yeah. Um, so a couple weeks from now, uh, my buddies are taking off. Uh, I've been part of the Desert Assassins for several years now, and unfortunately, since my broken back, uh, uh, I don't think I can do seven days straight yet um, of Baja. So I'm missing uh, the Rip to Cabo. So that's a bummer, Ooh. but um, I am uh, I am going to fire up that uh, that Honda here uh, in two weeks, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. That uh, I'm taking my '86 over to uh, Mill Creek and uh, and Arma, the American Historical Post Vintage Motocross is coming to town over there at Mill Creek in Pell City, Alabama, and uh, I'm going to go over there and race that bad boy. And uh, so that's going to be fun. I've been looking forward to to racing that again. And then the following weekend, um, I think it's the following weekend or the weekend after, we're having uh, our Southeast Area Qualifier for Loretta's at uh, Matt Walker's Inchicone MX. And then I'm probably going to do the weekend after that, or I think another two weekends after that at Monster Mountain, and do another area qualifier. And so yeah, just get the qualifiers going and uh, see if we can uh, see if we can get that um, two-stroke to uh, to Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. 
Heck yeah, man. Like, I, I would love to see it. Uh, I lo- love that uh, you're so passionate about the sport and uh, you continue to drive forward not only to uh, increase your own skill, but just get that throttle therapy that you're, that's needed. And to speak to that point as far as uh, like just the, uh, the exhilaration and the sanctity that is going out and riding your motorcycle, what, what does that kind of offer you? Because you're, you're a businessman. You're a guy who gets things done and, and a guy who thrives in a pressure-filled environment but you still take that time to to enjoy yourself and get almost kind of like a relaxation when it comes to twisting the throttle. So maybe talk to that point a little bit. Yeah, so it, it's 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 a lot of things for me. I mean, uh, you know, there's 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 several hours of uh, of the story, but I'll keep it short. But um, you know, we don't have children. My wife was uh, diagnosed with cancer when we were. Uh, in our late thirties and when we were trying to have children and, uh, we couldn't do that. And so, you know, I'm a spiritual guy as well. And, and I always felt like, uh, you know, got out of plan force one way or the other. And, you know, about that time I started getting back into, or I was kind of already doing some racing and, but I was mostly just doing woods racing and doing some sea trips, hair scrambles and some GNCCs and really enjoying it. But, um, but as my, as my passion grew for it, um, you know, it started filling a, a, a place in my life that uh, where most folks have children. So as my buddies were playing little league with their kids and coaching football and going to the tracks with their kids, um, you know, I was traveling around the country um, <laughs> playing with myself in the woods. You know, so for me it was a it was a nice escape. Um, I think for the racing and the moto itself. Uh, I've always told folks that I'm kind of a gypsy at heart, and uh, I get to, you know, Monday to Friday, I work in the healthcare industry, um, and, you know, on the weekends, I get to load up in my van, and, and I can disappear, and um, I get to be, I get to be an adventurer and, and a gypsy, so um, that's always been in my spirit, and, and as much as my love for motorcycles, it, being able to get in and disappear for a weekend, and go meet with my second family, which is which is the Moto family, that to me is really the big drive. I mean, you know, as I get older, you know, I may get a little slower, but it doesn't mean my passion is going to be any less. But um, but at being able to go out there and be with the folks that uh, I, I call my second family uh, means a lot to me, and I really enjoy it. And, and some of the best people I've ever met have been through Moto, and, you know, as long as I can stay healthy and keep going out there and racing and uh, whether it's racing or just being a part of it, uh, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and it's that adventure, too. I like going to different places and different tracks. I mean, I've done some adventure riding myself. Uh, I did the Trans-America Trail in 22 days straight, and uh, and uh, which is the whole country from east to west. Uh, I think it was like 4,700 miles. I did that in 2009. And um, so once I did that, though, it was it was going to take a while until I wanted to get on a gravel road. Uh, but one thing about motocross was, unlike the woods and adventure riding, is it was something that I always had continually had to work on, and I continually have to work on, uh, you know, from a skill level. Uh, you know, you can get away with, tra- with trail riding and, and riding in the woods and doing adventure rides with not being on your game all the time. Uh, but motocross, I, 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 I equate it to golf in a lot of ways, and that is it's something you got to practice and continually to improve with, 
because if you don't, you're never going to be able to ride to the best of your own ability. Uh, and likewise with golf, I mean, you can't be really good at golf and play consistent if you don't practice a lot. You know, and even the best golfers in the world that don't play much anymore, they may still have the skills, but if they don't do it, they're not going to be able to do it at a high level not even close. every time. And yeah. when you do that in golf, you make a double bogey. But when you do that in motocross, you end up in the hospital. So if you're going to ride motocross and you're going to ride it at least passionate or serious, you know, you you got to do it and you got to do it often. So it, it, it's something that um, it keeps me driving um, just to know that if I'm going to do it and I want to do it healthy, or stay healthy doing it. I got to stay doing it. So, hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Culture's clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. 
Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off on the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Speaking of uh, staying healthy, it's, it wasn't so long ago that uh, you were posting uh, rather morbid videos of, of yourself with a, uh, a rather uh, dysfunctional jaw. I, I, I would just qualify it as that uh, and uh, spent some time off the 117 machine. How are, how's the body, and uh, how does a, a 40-something-year-old body uh, uh, um, basically recoup from something like that. Well, clearly my jaw's working from all the rambling I've done. Yes. But, uh, no, it, it's it's good, uh, Brad. I appreciate you asking me. Uh, it doesn't line up as well as it should. I mean, I was at the orthopedic, uh, the oral surgeon guy, and uh, they said the mouse is, you know, they built it back right. It's just the muscles have shortened up. So I'm having to kind of retrain it. Uh, my back filled up pretty good. Um, you know, it, it just took a while. I, I, you know, the uh, the 48 year old body is uh, it's in pretty good shape for a 48 year old body, but it does take a little bit longer to, to heal up when you do stupid stuff. And uh, you know, it uh, it just it took work. I mean, I see these young kids. Uh, I see Roxon, and man, I think and pray about that guy and hope that he's uh, he gets full use of his arm back. And I think his yeah. you know, he's young enough for where he can do it. You know, I think you take a guy that, as they get older, my age, I mean, you do something that bad, you're going to have a hard time coming back. So, I don't know, I feel pretty blessed to have been able to come back off of my injury and, and um, get back to riding. Uh, I feel like I'm getting close to, uh, and I'm doing my fingers in quotes, up to speed, because um, that speed is relevant, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, as yeah, is mine, We're honestly. up pretty good. Oh, right on, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that, and I'm glad to see that uh, you continue to drive forward, my friend, and uh, you're honestly an inspiration to a lot of uh, weekend warriors, uh, young and old, because uh, you, you stay uh, uh, youthful at heart, and you take it, you, I think you approach it with the right mentality, and um, although still serious when the when the helmet comes on, you, you take it with a grain of salt, and I think that's how people should uh, not only kind of uh, approach life a little bit, but certainly motocross racing. Um uh, thing, things you can take away from the weekend uh, that that will stick with you most. Uh, obviously, racing uh, at a race like uh, Daytona, you've raced it before, but uh, go, going onto the the hollow grounds of the Daytona Daytona 500. That's uh, anytime you go there, like it's almost like going uh, like I, I equate that to almost like kind of Anaheim one. But in your case, you actually get to ride it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely it's definitely a cool thing. I know. Uh, just kind of walking around and, and um, you know, thinking about, in fact, I was looking at some social media because um, I still have the social media habits of a 16-year-old high school girl. Um, I yes. was playing around on it today, and I was watching some videos from there. And, and there were a few sections that they left in for us. And um, it's just kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see, uh, to, to go, yeah, man, I was I rode that right after they did, you know. And, um uh, and it was fun, you know. We had uh, I had Scott Champion and Brady Kiesel hanging out here for a couple of weeks, and it was cool to to be able to be messaging them on uh, Sunday and Monday, you know, after they raced it the day before, and um, you know, in, in a different kind of way, but still have kind of a, you know, you sort of have that bond there. Like, hey, man, these guys were ripping and uh, ripping it up, and. Um, 
and, and I'm out here doing the same thing on the on the same dirt. May not be piled up as high as theirs was, but it was the same stuff. Yeah, you can. Uh, there, yours might have been a little bit more, a uh, little bit more moisture in the soil, but nevertheless, you could uh, rip that corner right after the finish line, no different than they did. Uh, and uh, yeah, like uh, all that, the soil is this, or the uh, man that uh, that mixture of, uh, of of chicken shit and uh, and and sand sure sure is a, a bitch to clean off the bike. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's incredibly uh, cool to see. Um, were, were, you, were you rocking the uh, the all black metal lid the entire time? I guess with the uh, with the weather, an all black helmet wasn't so bad. Yeah, well, I love my metal lid. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I did for the most part. Um, I had just to change it up. I think in my uh, I've got another LCQ, custom yeah, painted deal. Uh, that one seventeen lid that looks yeah. it's kind of real SoCal Speedway looking. Um, mm-hmm. I rode, I rode with that one uh, a couple of motos, but most of the time I, I was with the meta helmets. Um, those go. guys cool. are great. Well, uh, They've got volume eight out, so for those of you guys yes, that are uh, listening, go get that new volume eight. Check it out; it's a good. One. So, um, well, but yeah, most of the time with that. Yeah. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to catch up on a on a on a throwback Thursday, my friend. Uh, I. I I hope that everyone goes ahead and follows you on social media as you do uh, uh, I, uh, carry on like a, a 16-year-old girl, <laughs> posting uh, 1,200, over 1,200 times on Instagram, posting uh, about 1,900 followers. Like, I think we can add to that a little bit because you are a good follow on social media. Um, wh- uh, get, lay down your uh, your social media handles for everyone to uh, to go search you out. And, um, yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do exactly That'd that. That'd be great. Yeah, you can uh, you can go check out my antics at um, it's at the factory one seventeen and uh, that's both on uh, Instagram and uh, on, on Snapchat as well and, uh, and then of course Facebook is just Frank Man M A N N Junior but uh, that's it man we have uh, I play on it now a lot of fun with it and uh, I think it's funny because. Uh, once the kids started coming around and coming into our Valley and our lives when, uh, uh, you know, about four years ago and starting to hang out and help these, help these young guys, uh, give them a place to hang out and train, you know, they're the ones that kind of got me going on the social media basically. Cause if I wanted to communicate with them, I had to do that. <laughs> so, uh, it's been fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I hope hopefully uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, offer that uh, that place to stay to me around this time next year when uh, when, when I hope to uh, uh, fill the spot uh, that Scott Champion was uh, necessitating over about a two three week period there. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, come down for the Atlanta Supercross, stay through uh, Daytona, and maybe uh, get some knobbies in the dirt. Maybe I have to circle that on the calendar and uh, save up some shekels to make that happen. You got it. You come down here, we got a room for you, that's for sure. Uh, we've got tracks to ride, so bring it on down. I think we can get Jason Assad to come out and watch. Yeah, as long as we bring cheeseburgers. <laughs> Perfect. Cheeseburgers and a, and, a, and a chair to sit in. J- Jason might just watch us ride uh, some laps at, at, uh, at, at, a, at a local track. That's awesome. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. It's a pleasure and an honor, and uh, I'm glad to have made some time for you. I'm glad you were able to make some time for me this evening because I know you're a busy guy. Um, give, me some, give some love to those sponsors that help you out so much and, and let, them know, let us know uh, how they help you out. 
Yeah, well, absolutely want to thank uh, Traction and Max for that uh, seat. That was awful nice. And uh, and, and you, uh, Brad, for uh, making that happen and also giving me a platform to be nice enough to include me on your show. Um, FMF, those guys have always been great. I mentioned them earlier. Uh, Tim Wilkie and the guys over at Owens, uh, newly part of uh, our rig, uh, or my outfit, rather. You got... Um, the guys at uh, Jason McCoon and them over at Inside Line Connect, they keep me hooked up on a lot of my good stuff. Uh, we've got the Mica uh, and the DT1 filters, um, ankle savers and Promoto billet for making some of the best tags on the market, keeping these old ankles from collapsing backwards for sure. Uh, Scott Steffi, man, he keeps me hooked up with these um, these viral brand goggles, which I just can't I, I can't talk enough about them, which I love those things. And uh man, the guys up Jason uh Jason and um uh, and Andrew Campo and those guys at Meta, um, uh, you know, I wear I wear their helmet because I, I support what they're doing and, and I like where they're going with the with their uh, media. But um you know, that's about it and I and, and Roost and Max, they keep my bikes looking good, uh, with their great graphics and uh you know. And Atlanta Husqvarna, they're the ones been hooking us up this year with some bikes and uh I want to thank Bobby over there for that, but um, that's about it. But uh, I really do appreciate you having me on. Wow, too cool, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me some time. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Sounds good.